It's not Easter yet, but we're still gonna hunt some eggs. He's your friendly neighborhood arachnid boy. From the curse of the goat to just goat. Surprisingly, we made it to 10 episodes of The Shakedown. everybody and welcome to episode 10 can you believe it guys we've already done Yay! 10 of these man incredible episode 10 of the shakedown uh i am austin stevens with I'm me dan as Sh- always <laughs> i'm dan schweizer <laughs> and i'm dylan webster i guess dan, dan jumping the gun over here he won't even <laughs> let sorry, me introduce I'm, him i'm excited for baseball. dan just wants everyone to know that he's here Oh my gosh, Dan is and here, everybody! Queer. Welcome <laughs> to the shakedown. This week's episode is brought to you by slow motion, because even the mundane becomes suspenseful in slow motion. Dylan, pass the ketchup. Slow motion. Try it while crossing the street. So for this week, geekdom. We're going uh, a little less mainstream, I yeah. guess. We're going to talk about the YouTuber that goes by Mastertainment. Yes. It's a little um, obscure. Yeah. He's got um, a little over 20,000 subscribers, 21,000, something like that. So <clears throat> he's working his way up in popularity. Um, the thing that has boosted him most recently over the past few months has been his Guardians of the Galaxy Easter egg hunt that yeah. he's been going on. Yeah, because James Gunn has said that there's one Easter egg left that nobody has found yet. And so everyone's going crazy. <clears throat> Correct. Well, not, every, and... not everyone, like five people. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, like, nerds all over the internet searched for, like, a month, and James Gunn shot down everything, and most nerds were like, ah, screw it, it's not real. Yeah. <clears throat> but Mastertainment is one of the people that was like, no, I'm gonna find it. I'm not gonna give up. He's temporarily given up. The last one that he had was posted, uh, like, a month ago. <clears throat> But um, he's got eight Easter egg theories. Oh, my. It's so many. All got shot down. Yeah. I mean, he's got eight videos, and at least one of them actually has two theories in it. So he's got more than eight. But just the fact that you can comb through that movie. It's impressive. And find nine potential Easter eggs. I've got a man nerd crush on the man. He is dedicated to his craft. Absolutely. Um, I think probably my favorite theory that I was most behind was the Universal Church of Truth theory. And so what's that one? So that one uh, is, as we know, the main villain... uh, is Aisha in 
in uh, Volume 2. Right. And it's this planet uh, where they're all gold people. And so his theory, based off of that and uh, another thing, was that they are, in fact, the Universal Church of Truth from the comics, which in the comics, they are basically a cult that worships uh, the evil half of Adam Warlock, Magus. Magus. Yes. Yeah. So he... The Easter egg that he cited was um, a object in the broker's shop that Peter Quill originally takes the orb to. There's an object that looks like an obelisk, and it has since been confirmed to be the Zodiac Key. Um, That's what it was listed at on Marvel's Wikipedia, and as far as anyone knew, that wasn't official. So he was like, I I dispute that. I think it is an emblem of the Universal Church of Truth, and therefore connecting that to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Church of Truth is gold people. Aisha's people are gold people. They're the Church of Truth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to support that was in the comics, they have these faith engines that they found a way to turn people's religious belief into energy and harvest it. Oh, and I they remember would this. Store it, and they would store it in batteries. And it's been told that in Volume 2... The, the Aisha's people hunt down the Guardians because Rocket steals a battery. So, the theory was Rocket stole a faith battery. That makes and sense. Hence, the Universal Church of Truth. Yeah. Um, like I said, let's see. This got publi- published on February 19th, and Dylan's here now. Literally the slowest fucking Mexicans in the restaurant industry. Apparently. Um, What's wrong, Dylan? Oh, he can't hear me. He can't hear you? What are you saying? I just walked in, Austin. God, get your shit together. Um, So, this was published on February 19th, so we know that Zack Snyder, or not Zack Snyder, God, I suck, James Gunn was like, was like, great try, but you're wrong. (sighs) I love the theory. It was a glorious theory, and I gotta be honest, I was pretty sad. That one would have been because, cool. Because I actually retweeted this theory when I when I saw it. I was like, oh, please let it be true. Uh, and yeah. this was, I think, his seventh video. Yeah, so he already put out quite a few theories by that time. What was the newest one? I watched one of them, I think. Um, Let me see. I watched the... the uh, the Infinity Egg. Okay. Um, the newest one, March 4th, was uh, Meredith Quill and Ego um, and the Nowhere Man. Oh. So, <clears throat> I'm going to put it on mute. I'm going to skim through it real quick. 
he does some really funny bits in these videos, but <clears throat> one of the things uh, in this particular video is someone, one of his earlier theories was that the, like, star nebula thing that they show in the movie at one point is an image of Thanos. Oh, right. Um, and someone pointed out to him that, no, that's an actual um, astral event, a um, celestial thing that is in our real world that is called the hand of God. Oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah. So that's nothing. So that that was nothing. But, um... So his, his Meredith Quill ego nowhere man thing comes from the coordinates that are listed when they show nowhere in Guardians. Yeah. Um, and someone, like, decoded it to it being Meredith Quill X. <clears throat> so that okay. was his uh, theory. What does that mean? Um, basically, uh, Ego was at some point nowhere and... It, it's saying that it's not Meredith Quill X, it's Meredith Quill's X. So Ego used to be nowhere. Oh. And, and that is connecting Ego to the Celestials, who were the ancient race that they lived in these giant robot bodies, and nowhere is the head of an ancient Celestial. So it yeah. works. But they the bodies were just basically containers because the celestials were beings of energy. So I watched the, the cosmic egg one, which I thought was the yes. most recent. Apparently it's not. It was not, sir. Uh, but that would have, I really would have liked that one. Yeah. Which it still was... has to do with the Magus. Wow. That was from September 28th. I know. I just clicked on, I just searched Mastertainment, Guardians of the Galaxy, Easter Egg. And that was mm. the first one that popped up. So I clicked on that one. But apparently yeah, the... the here I can plug a, I can uh, laptop into. Ego Nowhere one is the most recent one. I just won't turn it on until sports. Okay. And then hope <clears> it doesn't die I before mean, I'm finished. I mean, we could switch out with mine. All right, that can work. Um... Sorry, Austin. Yes, uh, that's okay. Technical discussions. I know. We're having whatnot. a lot of technical difficulties right now. Gosh, what a bad week. It's uh, all Dylan's fault. So have any I will take full blame for this. <laughs> so have this all of these theories been shot down? or Every single one has been shot down by James Gunn himself. Even the one that Ego is the used to be nowhere yes even that one jeez dude why won't he just tell us i know right man it's it's kind of crazy i just want to know so there's 
There's eight of these videos. I would recommend watching them because even though none of them are right, they're really fun videos. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like a few... I'll list off what the theories are. The Thanos Infinity Nebula, which I already talked about, was the actual constellation, the Hand of God. It's an actual cosmic phenomenon in yeah. our universe. Yeah, it's real. Um, there was the Quasar Theory, which was basically stating that um, in in the scene where Peter's a mad is you know holding the stone by himself and he sees his mom or whatever you see a flash of light uh theory is that's quasar right um the eternity theory which was that uh that whole scene behind peter's mom and everything was the cosmic being eternity right that was shot down the cosmic egg we just talked about which was um that in the flashback during the collector when he's talking about the ancient beings that used the infinity stones was saying that that was a cosmic egg on top of the one that was using the stone of power right uh which the quote-unquote good half of adam warlock which is the goddess um she was going to use one of these cosmic eggs to rid the universe of evil, a.k.a. just wipe out all life. Everything, yeah. Um, a really random one was Randau, who is a... I see what you did there. <laughs> who is a character that is not particularly well-known in the MCU... Um, or Marvel Comics in general, you'd have to read some very specific arcs to come across him. But one thing that he was popular or bigger in was the um, Planet Hulk uh, series. Uh, so that was the theory, because that would connect it. Uh, yeah. That was shot down. The Toy Collector theory which is a book written by james gunn oh so uh he thought maybe that was thrown in there nope nope uh Sod sovereign which is the universal church of truth that's their planet so his theory was aisha's planet it's sovereign shot down <laughs> and then the two that we already <clears throat> talked about the church of truth and meredith quill ego yeah. Nowhere. So <laughs> all eight have been shot down. And in his in his last like four videos, he's like, I'm a broken man, but here here we go again. <laughs> my gosh. And all of these theories would work. Like they all fit. Oh my gosh, they're they're perfect. <laughs> like, man, all of the all of the times he's had to have watched Guardians of the Galaxy, he says he could quote it to you word for word. Oh my gosh. Maybe we should go through it and try and find an Easter egg. <clears throat> yeah, let's do that. I don't know enough. No, that I would just say like, oh, hey, there's Rocket Raccoon. 
He's a raccoon. That's the Easter egg. <laughs> He's a raccoon, but he is actually a raccoon from Europe, not North American. Ooh. <laughs> there it is. Easter Dan egg went solved. deeper into the rabbit hole. We or should I say it. the raccoon hole? Ah, they might nailed live it. in holes. They do. They do? Yeah. All right, they live in holes. They can, they can dig and they shit. Dig little dens. With their little paws. Their little, little robber mask. <clears throat> so, uh, in addition to his really funny Easter egg hunt videos, he's got a few other really popular ones, like his uh, Defax, a.k.a. Um, let's see, Facts and Questions segments. Um, and it... It's the facts. Answering facts nobody asked me to. Uh, then he does Nerd Herd. So those two are really, really fun and funny. And then he's also got some reaction videos that he reacts to things. So those are fun. So nice. I recommend people check out Mastertainment. It's exactly how it sounds master and then tainment tainment like entertainment but without the enter before oh. master takes place of enter i see what he did there that's genius it's very clever he's a clever man it, it, yeah it, it's above average at best and he's he's very funny uh i think one of the funniest things is he is he also references how he's disappointing his parents by doing this, um, hey, which we that's just what talked we're about last week. Um, and, and he's got Haitian parents, so he does when he talks about disappointing his parents, he does impressions of his parents. That's fun. Um, All right. Do you have anything is, else? Is that it? I I, I think, think that's, that's it. it. That's probably All it. Right. Got a good plug from a good man MT in there. Matatainment. We'll tweet at him later and be like, bro, mentioned you on the podcast. Maybe you, you should nice subscribe. Little, got Hashtag a 10 minute please. ad for him. <laughs> Hashtag we're desperate. <laughs> Hashtag we're also disappointing our parents. Yeah. Okay, so well, that's that it for Geekdom. Yeah, so we can move on to film and TV. <laughs> So, a couple <clears throat> cool trailers came out recently. One of them was Justice League. Just the, Ice League. Uh, and the other one was Spider-Man Homecoming. And because, yes. because Marvel has a much better track record than DC, we're going to talk about Spider-Man. Yeah. Because that's probably most definitely going to be the better movie. Uh, I would say 95 times out of 10, it's going to be the better movie. Yeah. What about those other five times? Well, uh, it's you, 95 out of 10, so... Were you drunk? I just... I, there, there, weren't, there weren't five more. I exceeded the limit. No, but Zack yeah, Snyder's but, drunk when he makes all his films. He's definitely on something. Okay, so those are the other five times. Yeah, Zack Snyder forced me to watch it at gunpoint. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> so we actually learned a lot of things from this trailer. Man, it was a spoilerific trailer, wasn't it? It, I mean, kind of. 
mean, yeah. it doesn't ruin a lot of plot, but there are a lot of plot points. Yeah. I, I thought that it was a fantastic trailer because it actually went in order of the movie. So, like, you can see that there's this definite plot line through just the two and a half minute trailer. I feel like I've seen the movie now. Yeah, Which definitely. is the it, sign of a good trailer. I mean, it gives a little bit too much away, in my opinion, but um, but there's still enough that you you can't really say, well, this is exactly how the movie's going to go. Yeah. You know, you know, we know a few key plot points, probably like three or four plot points, but we don't know what happens in between them. Yeah, so right. we know that Iron Man is going to be Spider-Man's mentor. He gives him this yes. suit. Um, there's this confrontation on the ferry, and Iron Man is like, look, dude, you can't, you can't just be going around fighting a bunch of people. And then he takes the suit yeah. away, and then Spider-Man's got to do the right thing uh, on his, and on his own. And fight a bunch of people anyway. Yeah, but do it on his own, where... Instead of with Iron Man, who he's is like his idol. Yeah, he's basically like, no, Dad. How about you? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. his dad is dead. Well, we don't so, know so that. Is, so is his uncle. We know his uncle's dead. We have it, no idea if his parents are dead. He's a superhero. His parental <laughs> figures are dead. That's true. <laughs> That's a fair point. Look at every superhero. Everyone yes. we know. Yeah. Let's name, literally name look with at a, every superhero. Name a superhero with parents that are alive. Uh, Richard Ryder. Who's that? Nova. Oh, Nova. Parents are alive. Fair enough. <laughs> well, congratulations, Dan. You got me. It. You got me. <laughs> Screw you. I got him, everybody. Huh. Suck name, it. Name someone in the Avengers. Like in the movies. All right. Thor. <clears throat> Thor. Nope, well, his, his mom's, mom's dead. dead. It, Odin's still alive, though. That is true. But yeah, but one. He's got a dead parent. So half. Half, yeah. right. So name half, someone whose both half. parents are alive. He's a half orphan. He's a orphan. <laughs> orphan. <laughs> <laughs> we just coined a new term. Can we start <laughs> using that? And then we can just shorten it to whore. So some cool stuff that we learned from this trailer. Uh, it, um, Iron Man did get a new suit. Yes, and he did, looks, and it comes with fancy toys. It looks a lot like the Ultimate's armor, because it's red and silver. Oh, was it silver? Yeah, it's whenever he flies Someone in, attention. and he's pushing... He's going, and pushing the ferry up, you know? He's pushing the That was a spot-on impression oh, thank of you. Tony Stark. In I've, the been, I've been working on my <clears throat> Tony Stark impression. So he's pushing the ferry up, Nailed and it. it's it's like red and silver, and it looks like the ultimate version of Iron Man. Oh, interesting. I Yeah. I didn't catch that. Oh, well, you weren't paying attention then. You were I mean, playing with your butt. <sighs> Playing with my dick, it's not the same thing, okay? Yeah, trying to put your dick in your butt. Well, you know what? Don't pretend you haven't. 
I I can't. It's not big enough. I mean, tried. You have totally tried. There's, I, I by looking at it, I, no, I'm not having this conversation again. <laughs> Good. All let's right. Get back so to in the addition to that, in addition um, to that, we also got to see uh, that Spider-Man's got a little holographic map that comes up out of his out of his wrist slinger. He has Maybe. At least so many somewhere. gadgets on this new yeah, suit. Yeah, Tony Stark was like, I'm going to make you gadgerific. He's got that I'm thing. Give he's you got all the, the gadgets. Yeah, he's got the spider web armpits. Yeah. He's got a the drone wings. on his chest. That little spider on his chest is a drone. Oh, that was so cool. That I want awesome. one. And then the suit itself is shrink wrap. Yeah, I like that. Which I, I think that's the coolest feature. Because I, I also liked it when uh, his fat friend put it on. Yeah, and it still fit him. You, you can't do that. You can't yeah. do that with any other Spider-Man suit. It's true. No, it's definitely he, form-fitting everywhere. He ripped that thing to pieces. <clears throat> yeah, so that I think is pretty cool and actually really smart. Because like, it takes for it would take forever to get that thing on. Mm-hmm. But oh if you yeah, can just, it's not quick. Yeah, if you can just we slide it on like pajamas. We saw that at the beginning of uh, of Logan, with Deadpool it's, getting it's, changed. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It takes a while. Especially when everything's so form-fitting. Yeah. <clears throat> so the suit is definitely really cool. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I also like his, uh, his self-made suit that he yeah. has to resort to, because, like, it's functional and it looks like something a 15 year old would throw together yeah it's actually like, pretty cool it is like and it's it's simple like that's stuff that he could have easily bought and it wouldn't be like weird like in in the first spider-man in 2000 spider-man when, when toby he- mcguire was making his suit he was like ordering in latex and shit and sewing it himself. I'm like, no, he wouldn't. So, because didn't he buy, like, a skydiving suit or something? Yeah, something like that. Or a... Like a speed skating suit? Yeah, I think it was speed skating, like... Either way, it was, like, all spandex and latex. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, spandex, spandex, spandex. Yeah, and then he had the sewing machine. Like, first off, he's going to ask his aunt to borrow that. Right. She's going to be like, what the hell are you sewing? Yeah. What's he gonna say? Uh, the buttons? Oh, uh, I I Muffin ripped my button. pants. How? Doing spider got, stuff. I mean, I got, nothing. I got too fat, Aunt May. Stop picking on me. I hope he gets the iron spider at the end of this one, though. Oh, I really want that to be a thing. Or at least Infinity War. Yeah, I I really really want that. Also. What if that's the, uh, suit. what if that's like the mid credit scene or the end credit scene where it's just him and Tony and then Tony's, Tony's like, like, here, I want to show you something. Door opens and there's the suit. Tony's like, we've got a bit of a project that I'm going to need you to leave the planet for. <laughs> that's a very Tony Stark thing to say, actually. <laughs> and then Peter says, I can't. I've got, got homework. Boom, boom, boom. I have a project due Thursday. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Well, we gotta save the world by Wednesday. We gotta <laughs> save the universe, buddy. 
So we also learned some more about the villain. Yes. Vulture. Oh and my gosh, Keaton looks great in this role. I oh. love the look of this vulture. How cool is it that like when we were young, Michael Keaton was Batman, and now he's becoming a villain in a suit in Spider-Man film. Yeah, and I mean he's playing a Birdman for the second time in the past. Yeah, three exactly. Years? He's about to be typecasting. Sure. Yeah, he's just gonna play bird roles from now on. If he doesn't have wings, then he's not a true actor. <laughs> Fact. Yeah. So, uh, what it, what it looks like is that he used to work for Damage Control, which was an organization in the comics who would clean up superhero battles. Oh, okay. That, yeah. That was their job, and uh, <clears throat> Marvel had talked about doing a show about it. But then DC... But then DC got to it first. Yeah, DC kind of got powerless. to it first. Yeah, with Powerless. So Marvel's like, eh, okay, never mind. But it, So it looks like Michael Keaton's vulture, Adrian Toomes, uh, is, was a part of this, and it was funded by Stark <laughs> Industries. Right, which but, makes sense. Yeah, but his unit was put out of business. So now he has a bunch of like supervillain technology. So he's got a bunch of crap from um the Chitari. So like a lot of mm-hmm. his suit is Chitari tech. So it's like him and his buddies now have this vendetta against Tony Stark. Yeah. And so I'm not really sure how Spider-Man factors into it, but that's at least it, one of his motivations. It looks like the classic don't get in my way or or else scenario and Spider-Man just won't lay off. Well, that's basically what he tells him. Like, stay yeah. out of my way or I'll kill everyone you love. <clears throat> yeah, but I, I don't know if it's like he has a personal thing with Spider-Man or if it's literally just like Spider-Man's there. I, I really think it's just Spider-Man just yeah. keeps getting in his way. Like, he probably just has a problem with anyone with abilities and... Is one of those things where he's messing stuff up and Spider-Man shows up. So now he's just in the way. It's not a personal vendetta. It's just... It seems like we got, prob- in the trailer, probably two encounters between them. And the first one was him kind of being like, you don't want to do this. Just stay out of it. Yeah. And the second one, I think, is when he goes, if you don't stay out of my way, I will kill everyone you love. Yeah, so that's at least the tie between those two. We still don't really know mm-hmm. the Vulture's full motivation other than, well, not motivation, uh, plan, I guess is what I meant. We know his motivation, right. but the plan we don't know of like what he's actually trying to accomplish. Yeah. So that we'll still, we'll still learn and find out. Um, but I think that encounter on the ferry was probably the first time that they run into each other. Yeah, I, I think so. Because it seems like Spider-Man was just there to like break up an arms deal, and then mm-hmm. and then it's Vulture. Yeah. Um, I really like the Vulture suit. Yeah, it's incredible. It looks so great. I'm looking at the still shot of when he's picking up Spider-Man with the wing. Mm-hmm. And man, those wings are just epic. Because like they could have gone so death. wrong. 
It really could have. Like, I, I think in Spider-Man 4, like the what was supposed to be for with Tobey Maguire, I think it was like mm-hmm. rumored to be John Malkovich was going to be the vulture. Ooh, yeah. And it, it would have been just him in green spandex yeah. and feathery wings, and that would have been absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculous. It yeah. would not have worked well. No, but the fact that they're they're doing like a mechanical suit and i think it that, works perfectly yeah i think with this one they're trying really hard to integrate spider-man into the marvel universe because you yeah. got iron man in there it's like hey you know let's point back at the avengers so here's iron man and here's yeah. chitari tech and here's avengers tower yeah and he and he says do are there like trials to become an avenger or like auditions yeah so they're doing they're working really hard to make sure that everybody knows he is part of the marvel universe now which is awesome yes Yes. i love it like that's that's something i've really been wanting like i hope it doesn't go too far where it's kind of just like beating you over the head with it (laughs) but yeah i do need it to be an avenger because you do need it like they're all living in new york basically now mm-hmm. yeah like, pretty much there's got to be crossover so the fact that <clears throat> like iron man is in this like it makes sense and it's not overkill i don't think yet i agree um while we're talking about spider-man uh joining the mcu feel like we should also talk about the news that in 2018 we're going to get a venom film i don't want to because i'm Uh, so mad about it because i hear that it's not gonna be marvel continuity it's not so that's why i'm not excited about it no sony is taking their spider-man characters that are not spider-man and they're building their own spider-man universe Without Spider-Man. Without Spider-Man? So it's going to be Venom. So that's the rumor? No, that's like, that's basically fact. Oh, no. Because there's Venom, and then there's Silver Sable and Black Cat. And they're using them to build their own completely separate universe. It's a terrible idea. It's so stupid. Because Marvel reaches out and says, hey, we'll help you make a good Spider-Man. And they agree to that. But then they're still like, no, we're going to do our own Spider-Man movies still. Just do a Venom movie in, like, working with Marvel. I feel like what happened there was, was they said okay, and then they came to Marvel, and they were like, hey, by the way, we really want to make this Venom movie. And Marvel was like, okay... But obviously it has to fit in our continuity. We need to work together on that. And they were like, well, we already have this idea. And Marvel was like, that can't really work with how, how we're building. Can We can tweak it and make it work. And they were like, no, we're doing this idea. Anytime so, Sony says we have an idea, they should just stop and do the opposite. <laughs> And, and it could be one of those things where, like you said, they uh, approached Marvel and said, hey, we have this idea for a Venom movie. And Marvel said, 
well, we can talk about it for, like, the next phase. Yeah. And Sony doesn't want to wait that long. Yeah, probably. They need they need the money. It's true. Because they, they were going to put out, you know, basically a Spider-Man universe movie every year. Mm-hmm. But working with Marvel, they're going to get a Spider-Man movie every four years. Or it could be one of those things where they're like, so we teamed up with Marvel and finally made a really good Spider-Man. And now we're just going to take all the other characters and make some shitty movies. Make some trash. Let's show you, Marvel. But then the stupid thing is, like, Marvel's, if they're smart, which uh, they are, they're still going to use Venom. So we're going to get two Venoms. Most likely. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's Spider-Man and the current (laughs) state. We can't wait for Homecoming. Yeah, I'm actually... Okay, let me just... Okay, I'm really excited for Homecoming. And I can't remember when it comes out now. It's like July, right? Uh, July 17th? Sure. Something like that? No, July 7th. 7th. I knew there was a 7th. 7th. Alright. So cool. So that... Is Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm really excited for it. There's a lot of great things in this trailer. And I think I just think it's going to be great. That wraps it up for TVs and movies. So yes. let's get into sports. Yep. And the sports section this week will not take very long. Ooh. Yay. Um, <laughs> well, real quick... Um, so the big news is UConn women's basketball team lost. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. After a 111 game winning streak. So many brackets were destroyed. Oh, every bracket. Uh, and both championship games are set for women's and men's basketball. Yes. Uh, women's is Mississippi State and South Carolina. And men's is North Carolina <laughs> versus Gonzaga. So yep. South Carolina almost had... Both their basketball teams in a national championship game. Very close. They lost by four points in men's. Yeah. Um, Oregon, which Austin had them making it, mm-hmm. only lost by one point. And that was ridiculous. Wow. That was a heartbreaking end for Oregon. First, I, first, I don't know how you go for a layup when you're down by three. Like, <laughs> I know you're right there, but you had a guy on the three-point line yeah. ready to shoot. Dish it out. And at least, like, give yourself a chance. Um, but I, I looked at it, and I think, man, those last... It was literally, like, seven seconds. And that was a crazy end. But I think, oh. like, my heart went out to Jordan Bell of Oregon because he is their best rebounder. He was... The guy down low for those four free throws. He's been one of their best players throughout the last month. And uh, he just got he just got overpowered for those rebounds. Like the first one, I don't know if he just didn't read it well, but the other guy got a better jump and just shot that thing back out. The second yeah. one, he was towered over by Meeks, but um, he got. He got uh, interviewed after the game, obviously, and he was just, he was crying because he blames himself for their loss because he didn't get those two rebounds, either of them. 
Yeah, you feel bad for the kid uh, when he's putting an, a whole, basically a whole season on his shoulders. Yeah. Um, no, it was just one of those breaks that you kind of just have to pick your head up and move on from, but it's going to take a while. He's a good player, though. Yeah, and uh, I don't think he's a senior. No. So, and I don't think he declared for them. He, well, he wouldn't be able to declare yet. Right. But I, I don't I don't think from what I've heard, I don't think he's a player that's going straight into that. He'll NBA. probably come back. Yeah. So Oregon might have a chance at redemption <clears throat> next next year. Yep. All right. So um tonight or really today is opening day for the twenty seventeen baseball season. Pachamp yeah. Uh in a few minutes the Cubs are gonna take on the Cardinals. Yeah. So, Austin, I'm going to get through this pretty quick so that you can go to your thing. Yeah. And start watching the game. And I'm going to go to my thing and start watching the game. And Cubs I'm are going to dominate. They so, are not. So we see where the true fans are. <clears throat> I'm going to have the scores updated on my phone. <laughs> All right. So my thing for this week is I'm going to talk about the curse of the Billy Goat for the Chicago Cubs and the references to the number 108. That was how many years it took the Cubs to finally win a World Series. Uh, not all the references, just well, the not most all, interesting ones. The right? most interesting and the ones that kind of go with my timeline. Okay. okay. So first one, we have to go all the way back to 1871. Ooh, that's a long time. On October 8th, 10-8-108, the Great Chicago Fire burns down the Chicago Cubs original ballpark. And they had to basically kind of uh, find sp- find places to play for two years while another park got built. Yeah. And then uh, mm-hmm. in 1914, Wiegman Park, which is now known as Wrigley Field, opened. And according to the Chicago zoning records, uh, the ballpark was planned development number 108. What? Yes. Oh, my like God. This. Yeah, and I didn't know that. What the heck? Another fun fact. The distance from home plate to both foul poles in left and right field is 108 meters. Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, about, I about shit myself when I saw it was playing development 108. Yeah, that's insane. I told a couple of my other Cub friends <laughs> about some of these things, and he's like, we should have put so much money on that. <laughs> uh... All right, so from 1914, we go up to 1945. All right. Again, okay. October 8th, 10 8th. Uh, Billy Goat Tavern owner William Cianis attempts to bring his pet goat into Wrigley to attend the Cubs World Series game and promote his business, which is the Billy Goat Tavern, mm-hmm. which is still part of Wrigleyville, still very popular. Um, he is turned away by security because his goat smells, and it was... Of course, because it's a goat. People were complaining about it. So he throws this big fit about it. And when he's leaving the park, he goes, that's it, the Cubs ain't going no more. I don't know the accent for sure. But (laughs) yeah, he says, he goes, the Cubs ain't going to win no more. So it officially starts the curse of the Billy Goat. Ah, I didn't realize it was so late. Yeah. 45. Wow, okay. Yeah, like the Cubs for... Long time in between, like 1910, 1945, they went to uh, seven World Series. Holy crap! The Cubs were playing ten and lost 
or lost seven, won three. So they've been to seven in the thirties. They were really good. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So nineteen forty-five, um, the curse starts. That was also the last World Series game the Cubs would win before twenty sixteen. Yeah. Again on October eighth. So we have two one hundred eight references in one game. Man. Uh, then we're gonna jump and another big jump from nineteen forty-five to nineteen seventy-three. Okay. Willis Tower, which we know from our childhood as Sears Tower. Sears Tower, yeah. Is completed and is named the tallest building in America. Now you're wondering, why is that relevant? Because it's 108 stories. And it's in Chicago, obviously. I love this. Two more years, 1975. TD Ameritrade is founded, and that is a business that Tom Ricketts is the director of, and he's the owner of the Chicago Cubs. Okay. The corporate headquarters for TD Ameritrade is located in Omaha, Nebraska, on 108th Avenue. Oh my gosh. gosh. January 7th, 1984. I, I love these things so much. <laughs> uh, Cubs starting pitcher John Lester is born in Tacoma, Washington. Again, why is this relevant? Yeah, why? Tacoma, Washington, as of the 2010 U.S. Census, was or is the 108th largest city in America. That... Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, January 7th, 1984. Oh, wait, I already did that. Yeah, Sorry, geez. I'm reading things I already read. All right, 1989 and 1990. The movies Back to the Future Part 2 and Taking Care of Business are both released. Obviously, Back to the Future in 89, Taking Care of Business in 90. Yes. Both movies depict the Cubs winning the World Series. Both movies have a listed running time of 108 minutes long. Man, that one is crazy. Fun fact on this. Two movies. uh, Friend of the podcast, J.J. Abrams. Yeah, total friend. Yeah. He Uh saw him driving past me once. Taking Care of Business was his first movie that he wrote. Yes, it was. He wrote it in college. Uh, He was friends with a... A girl that was a few years older than him that he went to high school with. Her dad was involved in a movie studio, and he said, hey, I want to get into writing. Can we write a movie together? She said, yeah. They wrote it. She's like, you know what? I'm going to give this to my dad. And her dad liked it, sent it up to the studio, and it got produced. There you go. Um, The crazy part, though, is that J.J. Abrams is an animagus, and he can transform into a cub. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a fact that uh, one another, might be made up another fun fact I had was uh, his J.J. Abrams show Lost that he worked on <laughs> yes. has a lot of references to the number 108 this is witchcraft what? it really is <clears throat> alright uh, December 7th 1989 World Series Game 7 starter Kyle Hendricks is born 12 7 89. When do you two want to add those numbers up for me? It's 108. Yes, it is. 108. <laughs> uh, oh, one more movie thing. The movie Bull Durham, which uh, Durham shares the name of a former Cubs player, Leon Durham. This one was kind of shaky, so I didn't really want to add it. But it's also 108 minutes long, mm. and it's a baseball movie. So I felt like I had to at least mention it. All right. Fair enough. Uh, March 2016, the CNA Insurance Building, or CNA Insurance sells their headquarters, which would become a giant Cubs sign for the 2015 playoffs. 
And it's been a sign for, like, Bears games. Like, the lights get turned on and it says, go Bears. Oh, yeah. And for uh, the Cubs, they had the big W after wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, that building <clears throat> was sold in March 2016 for $108 million. That's okay. All wow. right, now, here's some ones that are most recent that people would know from the playoffs the last year. Yeah. Uh, 2016 NLDS Game 1. Javi Baez hits a home run in the bottom of the eighth inning to break a 0-0 tie against the San Francisco Giants. He hit the home run on Johnny Cueto's 108th pitch. Oh, sounds great. October 19, 2016. The Cubs win their 108th game of the season against the Los Angeles Dodgers by scoring 10 runs and winning by 8. I was at that game. Yes, yeah, you, were. you were. That was an amazing game. So that's another game where you get two 108 references. Mm-hmm. Yep. November 2nd, 2016, the Chicago Cubs record their 108th out of the World Series in Game 7. You have to record 108 outs to win a series. Yes. Yeah. Which I thought was amazing. That one's cool. Uh, finally breaking their 108-year curse, and the game went 10 innings, and the Cubs scored eight runs. That's a triple yes. whammy. <laughs> All right, and then that's the end of my timeline, and then some other ones that I thought were interesting. Uh, A.G. Spalding, the first manager of the Chicago Cubs, and he also founded the uh, Spalding, uh, like, the sports gear company. Yes. Uh, he was the first manager of the Cubs back when they were known as the Chicago White Stockings. Uh, he created the first official baseball, and a baseball has 108 stitches. His office was also lo- located at 108 West Madison. Uh, the wow. last two Cubs players to be entered in the Hall of Fame are Ron Santo and Andre Dawson. Their numbers are 10 and 8. I am wholly convinced that this is voodoo, witchcraft, it, sorcery. I completely agree with that. Yeah. But we also got a World Series out of it, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> Pagan worshiper. <laughs> and now um, we're never going to lose a World Series ever again. <laughs> I don't think that's true. It's definitely true. That's One, bold. All right, a couple more. 108 is a sacred number in yoga, something that Cubs pitcher Jake Arrieta does six days a week. And the final one, the World Series trophy is made of silver. <clears throat> silver's atomic weight is 108. Yeah. Yep. That's it. That's all I got. This is some That's... crazy voodoo witchcraft. We can die happy now. Yeah. In that case. So there's a little history on the curse of the Billy Goat and the been number been 108, and it has been broken now. And, and five months from the day that they won, they now begin their reign. Yes. Yep. So Against the Cardinals, who are going to give them loss number one <laughs> right off the no. bat. Keep drinking that haterade. <laughs> so it's not haterade. Um, I'm just a Cardinals fan. Yeah, which means it's haterade. I would I just like the to... Cubs. I love the rivalry. <laughs> Well, I would just like to extend from everybody here at the Shakedown, welcome back, baseball. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode. Sure does. We're going to come at you next week with soup. Yeah, soup's going to be on. So if you've got to skip one, skip this one. Skip (laughs) skip that one. (laughs) Skip that one. I mean... If you're hearing this, it's too late to skip this one. Yes. 
Uh, so someone's gonna be listening, like, "Oh, I'm supposed to skip this one. <laughs> you should put that at the beginning." Wait. So you can email us at the Shakedown Podcast at gmail.com. You can find yes. us on Facebook and Twitter at the Shakedown Pod. Uh, tweet us, email us questions that you have that you want us to answer. If we feel like it, we'll answer them. Um, if we since get questions, we, if we might get answer them, them. We'll probably answer uh, them because so nobody. Honestly, if we get them, we'll answer. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, we also Guaranteed. have our website. <laughs> we also have the website, the Shake uh, Dark Nebula Entertainment. Dot com. You can find it under the Shakedown Episodes tab. Uh, thanks for listening, you guys. This has been fun. Welcome back, baseball. I am Austin Stevens. I'm Dan Schweizer. And I'm Dylan Webster. And this has been The Shakedown. person <laughs> um oh it. story time totally forgot story time we do we need a story time i mean we don't yeah, necessarily save need it for next it. week uh, yeah, yeah you're right laugh yeah his ass off he'll be the only one. Oh, good yeah because you guys already know it so oh why know. what is it it's the guy in the stall story oh yeah yeah you're right soup will be the only one laughing what, oh, pooping? Yeah, the weird moaning and oh god, <laughs> yes. Okay, you can tell it next week. Yes. Yes. Still scarred from that. Okay, All right, let's uh, go. Let's go watch some baseball. <laughs>